0: Hello everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode two hundred and ninety-seven. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. Although, as you probably have guessed, uh, it was a Nintendo Direct week in the last week, so uh, we'll be talking about Nintendo Direct this week. Though, um, per usual, I'm not going to sit there and just list off things that you know that were announced. You know, I, I like if you're like Ben, why why aren't you talking about Pikmin Four? I I, I I assume most of you guys have either watched or listened to something that has told you about what the direct direct had if not watched it directly yourself right so so I really want to focus on things that I I feel like I have some particular insights for um and then also there's some things on the Japanese Nintendo Direct I wanted to bring up as well I don't know how often people like go and watch the Japanese Nintendo Direct I used to do the whole thing where I had like all three opened up and I would watch you know Europe uh US and and Japan all at the same time kind of thing but now I just kind of go and skim through the Japanese one afterwards and see if anything jumps out at me as as not being in the U.S. direct. Uh, that's how I found out about, about Buddy Mission Bond, and I was like, "Oh wow, this thing looks really, really cool." <laughs> from from I think the uh, I think it was revealed during a Japanese Nintendo Direct at some point. So, anyways, that's gonna be the most of today's episode. Though we're gonna have a little bit of a break in the middle for a Jillian's Corner kind of thing, but I'm not gonna talk about anything else really. Uh, I w- skimmed around on news stories, and there's some smaller things I may have been able to talk about, but the reality was it was kind of stuff I didn't really have much to say about. So I just kind of. Shoved it to the side. Maybe we'll pull out it again um, next week. Although next week I will be uh uh out, I think. I need to double check. I may have to record the podcast early, so I might have to do like an alternative episode. Um, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest Champions, I will say that Dragon Quest Battle Royale. So maybe maybe you'll get a dedicated Dragon Quest Champions episode as a replacement. But uh I'll just need to kind of feel out where we're at in the middle of the week and 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 see um and and see well you know how what 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 kind of episode makes the most sense um for 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 next week but anyways this week nintendo direct stuff so yeah um anyway so the nintendo direct happened um if you didn't know this is a direct that was focused on the first half of 2023 although in saying that there were definitely things that were not first half of 2023 pikmin 4 i mentioned earlier um and and we'll get into some other stuff later that i think is probably further out too but um what I what I would really say about this direct as a whole though is it just had a really strong lineup overall and you know I I think all you know these kind of presentations kind of lean into how much you care about you know the different ecosystems and things like that and i definitely somebody who prefers nintendo's ecosystem when it comes to games you know i most of like the state of play sony stuff is not really that appealing to me unless it's like a square enix thing kind of thing um and, and and the xbox ones in particular usually don't have a lot for me either hence like you know hi-fi rush was like the one thing but i feel like that's generally most people only really came out of that presentation being like oh yeah hi-fi rush or whatever but Anyways, I just still think that as a good variety. I did hear some people um, in, in in the more mainstream uh, places, like uh, like Jeff Gerstman mentioned that you know he felt like it was a weak first party Nintendo Direct, and um and, and hearing him explain it, I, d- I definitely think I could see it with like Pikmin Four already being re- uh, you know announced, and then there's a Zelda thing that was at the end too and then also a Metroid Prime thing in here that we'll we'll get into here briefly but it was, it was a pretty light lineup when it comes to first party Nintendo stuff but anyways general feelings on Nintendo Directs aside though uh, I think maybe the big one in the room that you're probably like Ben you got to talk about it and I'm just like I I don't know if I really have that much to say about it actually but I will give you my thoughts anyways is Kaidos 1 and 2 HD remaster um, you know, I'm a big Monolith fan. Boton Kaitos is um maybe It's a definitely a top 5 GameCube game for me. Um uh, Skies of Arcadia, at least in my mind is still my maybe my favorite JRPG, but Bot and Kaitos is really really high up there. So um, you know, I was just talking about these games more recently when I made the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 video. And so, yeah, it's really cool to see these come up and and they are kind of being remastered. They have cleaned up graphical work and things like that. And I think Bandai Namco is kind of the lead publisher on this. If you don't know, Bandai Namco, I believe, published the game in Japan, the first and second game in Japan, and I think in the U.S., Namco published, well, Namco at the time, not Bandai Namco. Namco published Botan Kytos 1, but did not do the second game. I think Nintendo published the second game in the US. But I think I think it is largely a Nintendo franchise, although Nintendo I believe has some involvement and some stake in that game and I believe it is only coming to the Switch. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's a model of soft game, so maybe not too 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 terribly surprising. Um, but yeah, so there's a couple things that I immediately had questions about. One was the voice acting. If you don't know, the original Botan Kaitos has very tinny sounding voice acting um a a friend of mine back then (laughs) described it as uh every voice actor had a box on their head and and at the time and i think this is the narrative going around at the time too i i I thought that it was like a botched recording job and just like they didn't really do good job with like the recording of the audio itself and so you know the final product was like well we already record all these audio lines so we have to use them this way because you know this game doesn't have the biggest budget in the world um, but I, I went and looked at the Japanese release and apparently the Japanese release still has that tinny sound which makes me wonder if it is a um, like a compression issue over everything else because you know the GameCube had smaller discs and things like that or or potentially a stylistic choice as well Although I would say even as someone like me who who generally is like all four stylistic choices I think the the voice acting <laughs> effects in that game are not particularly great but um, anyways I don't think uh, they've said how much work they're gonna do to that voice acting um the one thing they did say though that is that the English voice acting would not be in those games so you're only stuck with the Japanese voice track but like I mentioned earlier the Japanese voice track in the original *Botan Kaito's was also very tinny sounding so um the trailer did not have that tinny sound so part of me wonders if if, if they put that in that game um and it's not sounding tinny um I'm gonna take a guess that and, you know, obviously, this is you know my, my favorite segment of the week: video game developer fan fiction. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, for some reason, still had like the source files for the Japanese voice cast for Kaitos, but did not have it for the English cast. And so maybe only the JP one makes sense to do uh, without, you know, going and re-recording and things like that. So anyways, we'll see. I don't think there's any kind of extended gameplay out there. Um, uh, But the big thing they seem to be pushing, though, is that like, while there's like aesthetic changes here. You know, this is largely just a aesthetic revamp and and the gameplay itself is not going to be really affected. However, there was a Fimitsu um, article that seemed to imply, you know, fan, or not fan translation, machine translation stuff, but seemed to imply that the results screen at the end of a battle would be, if, if not changed, could be changed, um, you know, if it's an option that you can toggle, and it, it has a simplified um, uh, results screen. If you don't know what that this means, in in the original Botan Kai-tos, at least, I don't remember for... Uh, uh, origins although origins has a different battle system so let's not let's not get into that but the original in kaitos at least um there was like a at the end of each turn which i mean like is every character action um you you get like a spreadsheet that appears up on the screen and it kind of tells you how you know, the damage was calculated and things like that. And this is really important because of how elemental damage works in this game where things negate each other and things like that. And when you're you're dealing out, you know, like nine different cards in, in your hand, um, it can get you know easy to forget what you laid down and things like that. So it's easy to tell like, oh, you know, this did extra damage on this boss because it's weak to it, but also I did like water damage along with fire damage so that negated certain damage, things like that. So it's, it's an Excel spreadsheet that you get at the end of each action you do. Um, but supposedly there's like some kind of simplified results screen, which I'll be curious to see if that's just like a little pop up that appears, but the game keeps moving. Which I, I I don't remember how much time there is between turns in that game, but I don't know if I'd have a lot of time to digest that menu um, before I had to actually go and start like throwing the cards in the hand of the next character kind of thing. So, anyways, kind of interesting. It's a summer release though. I. I am on the fence about buying it i probably will if only to like i like monolith soft and i like botan Kaitos, and i and i want to support it and you know those are games i bought after the fact a long time ago so it'd be nice to be able to show my support for it today when i didn't back then um however with these games largely being the same as they were in the past um i i I don't see myself sitting down and playing through these anytime in the near future. And I would not be surprised if I were to do anything with these games in the future that I would prefer to play the original releases of the games. Um, Just knowing me and like uh, how I feel about, you know, representing games i usually try to like stick with the original version when possible um yeah, that's not to be like i'm not being like hoity-toity like oh you, you gotta play the original release play play these games however you want play Boton kaitos on the switch man go it, it's botan kaitos is a great game I can't speak for the Switch version, but if it's largely unchanged, I'm gonna take a strong guess it's a great game as well. <laughs> but you know, you never know with like technical performance and things like that on these systems, and if there are any, any any problems, go and look at like Final Fantasy VIII and the nightmare that has been all those that game's remakes and like what s- segments of the game broke and then they never fixed and things like that. But anyways, like uh, like all, all that aside, you know, I, I I I I don't see myself playing these anytime soon personally um you know i have other monolith soft stuff on, on its own that i still need to play you know i'm still trying to finish up Silverbringer. got the dragon ball z game i still gotta play uh super robot tyson tyson endless frontier original generation saga uh, og's earlier than that but exceed uh, um and 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 i believe one other game? Project Cross Zone 2. Uh. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, I got other stuff I got to do with, with Monolith Soft. So um, this is not very high on my list. Also, I think Xenosaga would be the series that I would go back and revisit. And again, if I did, it'd probably be the original games. But I think I will end up buying it just to kind of show my support. Um, I don't think they mention if it's going to be a physical or digital only. I, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, but hopefully it's physical and hopefully both games are on the cart. You never know with these things. A lot of times, they'll just put the first game in the cart and the second one you have to go download and things like that so um don't have nearly as much to say about this but Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Volume 4 DLC was shown off um it is pretty much everything I thought it would be I I won't get into the details but there were a certain set of characters that were introduced very very briefly in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that was like these very much seem like the design of these characters is intentional enough that they're going to be reused heavily later. And sure enough, they, they, they show three of the characters and they are already kind of, you know, identical to what like, they looked like in there so there's two more characters i believe that were in that group that i that i i don't remember off the top of my head what they looked like but i'm sure they'll show up in that thing but uh i don't think they have a date time for that but i think it's already like i think they said uh when the game came out that'd be like towards the end of this year already so anyways really not much to say about that um other than they just said some story stuff still really hoping that they do something gameplay wise especially with with like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 me being kind of disappointed with it gameplay wise but i i kind of i kind of feel like xenomy chronicles 3's combat is solid enough that they're not gonna want to change that much um although story wise i don't know if the Ouroboros system really will work um like, off the top of my head, at least. I, I, I'm not a lore expert when it comes to the Xeno franchise, so somebody might be like, oh, it works perfectly fine. I'm like, okay. And, like, whatever. It's a video game. They'll, they'll make up whatever excuse they need to if they need to reuse the Ouroboros system, right? So, but my hope is is they won't because the Ouroboros system is, is the weakest link in that game, in my opinion. So... Anyways, model of stuff soft aside, model of soft stuff aside, words I can say them. Samba de Amigo, party central. This one got me like like blindsided me. I was not thinking Samba de Amigo was top of mind for anybody, but here we are. <laughs> and you know, I will say this: like so, this is a like actual new Samba de Amigo versus like you know, I mean, Samba de Amigo for the Wii was a new video game, but it feels very rooted. In the Dreamcast, Samba de Amigo games, and this game does not. It, it has a very like nightclub-looking aesthetic to it, things like that, and um, I super appreciate that, and I think. You know, given they've already made like three games, I think, cause I think there's two versions on the Dreamcast and one on the Wii that more or less look the same. And, and you could probably look at them and, and be confused if you didn't know the franchise super closely um, or super like didn't have a lot of knowledge of the franchise. Um, you know, this game is undeniably different visually. And, and while I personally don't really care for the style visually myself, um, I do super appreciate that they changed it. So, um, you know, being on the Switch though, Joy-Cons are the controller in this case. So I'm curious to see how it improves over the Wii remotes. If you don't know, the Samba de Amigo game on the Wii, um, uses the Wii remotes, but it uses the baseline Wii remote, So it uses accelerometers, accelerometers, I'm trying to speak, um, <laughs> not, uh, um, what were they called again? The gyros? I forget the full name of them, but, um, the accelerometers versus the gyro controllers. So... Um, gyros is just a, a stronger, uh, or a, uh, a more accurate motion control, um, uh, option. So really curious to see how that works out. Um, I believe it's like a $40 game, so it's on a budget, but it's a summer release. So I may consider that, but I have a lot of rhythm games that I have not played. So as much as I want to, it might be something I just kind of hold off on. And maybe if I see it cheap one day, I'll, I'll give it a shot. That and we just played Samba de Amigo on the Wii earlier this year or late last year, late last year. So, you know, it's not that far out since I l- played the last Samba de Amigo. So I'm, I don't necessarily know if I need that more in my life, but super excited to see that, that show up out of, out of nowhere, it feels like at least, or at least I didn't see any like rumors or speculation of that. Another thing I'm super excited for is Fashion Dreamer this is a new game in that kind of games for girls style where you kind of dress up your character and things like that. And, um, and it seems like the general goal is that you become a fashion influencer. Um, and, and there's, there's a lot of talk in the trailer about like, oh, go online in a virtual space and like, like other people's clothing or, or, um, you know, suggest what they should wear and things like that. And I could not really get an idea of whether or not that was actual online or if it is a game about being a fashion designer in a vr world i I couldn't quite figure that out but what i'm most interested with this game over everything else is that uh it is actually a game that's being developed by sin sophia which if you don't know, Sin Sophia was the developer of the Style Savvy series. They also worked on the Dragon Quest uh, arcade game that we've talked about quite a bit. Um, uh, the uh, I think it's called Infinity Blades, if I recall correctly. But they've worked on a bunch of stuff, pre-party games, you know, in arcade as well. So they have kind of this, like, kids game uh, market down as well as game for girls market. And uh, this game kind of fits within that. And, you know, Style Savvy is a franchise that I think people really love from Nintendo. We really haven't seen much interest from Nintendo in in revisiting that kind of games for girls market. That's like the hyper feminine kind of games for girls thing, right? There's, I think they're still happy to have Animal Crossing be, you know, appealing to girls and things like that and Splatoon and things like that. Like the, the general audience games they have that also appear to, 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 to girls and, and women and things like that. But I don't it doesn't seem like they're that interested in like games that are are designed specifically with with girls in mind. And um, you know, I think the fact that Marvelous and X are publishing Fashion Dreamer is probably a strong side that they're basically done. Um, but I'm really excited that since Sophia is able to get a new franchise um uh, built up with X and Marvelous are, are started here. Um and and you know, honestly for me personally, uh Look, those style-savvy games look great. I have not played all of them. I've only played the trendsetters. Um, But they all are kind of based around the same concept in a lot of ways. And, And that's been a big thing reason why I have not played a lot of them is they look like they all kind of are samey you know obviously every franchise has its differences and there's franchises that I've played a ton of that you know look samey to other people and they aren't actually samey so don't don't take that as me saying that they're like carbon copies of each other but there hasn't been like a concept or idea in those games that has got me excited for them in a long time um, so seeing them take a different approach with this one um, is something that gets me kind of excited now is the fashion influence or part specifically something that gets me excited. I don't really know honestly. Um, I feel like I need to know more of what this game is about before I have any real strong feelings on it, but just the fact that they are maybe trying a different approach, there has been no mention of any business model kind of stuff in here with like selling clothes and things like that, so just because they're trying to try a different approach, I think that alone is going to get me interested in checking this thing out. I I don't have a date here, so I don't know if it's been, um, it has any kind of like announced window or anything like that, but you know, technically this is a first half of 2023 Nintendo Direct, so, so first half 2023 maybe this <laughs> is at least where it will fall but looking forward to checking that one out um when, when that comes out we can take a little bit of a nintendo direct breather here though baby whoo um d- hey while we're here just as a heads up it is six in the morning and i have not slept long story I messed up my sleep schedule, so if you're like, why is Ben not able to talk, or why does he sound a little raspier than usual? It's because I haven't slept in a very long time, but here I am. I'm going to get I'm gonna get through it, though, <laughs> but wanted to go ahead and record this while I still was like somewhat more conscious than usual, <laughs> because I don't know if I'll be able to get through this later tonight uh, on this Friday, which is usually when I record is Friday night, or at least recently, it's been usually when I record, so... Anyways, Jillian's Corner. Thank you again, Jillian, for submitting a question to us. Jillian, of course, is getting um, Patreon, uh, uh, what is it called, grandfathered in because Patreon no longer exists, uh, still just being able to ask the questions because we never got any questions from anybody else, but Jillian, so here we are. But I I always enjoy this segment, so that's why I've kept doing it, even though the Patreon's done. Although, if you do want to support me, Kofi is a place you can do that. If you donate to me on Ko-fi, that will help fund me spending more time working on videos rather than trying to find a job in real life <laughs> over over to pay my bills. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so if you want to support me, feel free to do so on Ko-fi. Links in the description for that. Jillian is asking a question to us though. And Jillian asked the question of, how much do you use walkthroughs in games? And walkthroughs is a very like... Um, situational thing for me um i think it really comes down to my current feelings about a game uh, i'm not somebody who just like follows a walkthrough from start to finish really um, it, it, unless there's like you know there's there's exceptions i have not done it yet but martian gothic that ps1 survival horror game in space is so specific about what you gotta do that i'm gonna take a strong guess if i revisit that game i will be following a, a, a walkthrough to a t to get through it because it's a waste of time for me to go through and like slam my head as much as I like Marth and Gothic it just yeah it it is super specific of what you need to be doing or or else you die to start the entire video game over so um but anyways uh that that stuff aside I really don't like using uh walkthroughs that much when possible but if I start getting tired of a game and start getting like a short patience with the game I will often just kind of keep a walkthrough on hand this is especially true when i get in the last like five or so hours of a game where i'm like i can see the the window of the game closing I'm like i'm almost there i'm almost done i can almost see the end the end goal of me finishing it and it's like you hit a puzzle and you're stuck there for like 20 30 minutes and you're like obviously i could bang my head against this longer and figure it out but i'm just like but look at the ends right there. So so I'll often use a walkthrough in that case. When uh we if you didn't catch it, last week we we finished the um the uh the 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 the, the 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 weekly streams. Um so that that is out of the way at this point. But one thing I would do for the weekly stream sometimes is if we were getting close to what feels like the end of the game, I would go check a walkthrough and just see where we were where we are at. Um, I did that with Chocobo Fables right before we started the stream and realized, oh, we're at the end of this video game, so I thought we had two more Chocobo Fables streams left in uh, our, our Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Journey, ter- no, Chocobo Tales, Chocobo Tales, um, I thought we had two of those uh, uh, streams left, but no, we had we had a single one, so, so yeah, that's the other case, um, but that's really how I use walkthroughs today, when I'm getting frustrated and usually towards the end of a game, um, or um, if I... I uh, need to just kind of get a little peek ahead to see what's coming up to to figure out like where I'm at and how far along I am in a game. Although, I will use Japanese walkthroughs a little more extensively depending on the game I'm trying to play. Um, I do not like following guides like 100% all the way for Japanese games. I do like trying it on my own and trying to get through parts of a game. First Kiss Story, I spent... I got well over half the endings, at least, um, not using a guide. But the last handful of endings, I definitely had to lean on a guide for um, just because of how complicated it was to get them. So generally, I try to avoid them, although I do have a very vivid memory when I was a kid. And I do not remember the game I was playing, unfortunately. But I, um, you know, had some game on the Game Boy Advance or Nintendo DS, maybe. Uh, I don't remember which system that I was playing and I was stuck. I was like, okay, how do I get to wherever I'm trying to get to? It might have been like Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on DS or, or GBA or something like that. But it was like, how do I get to wherever I'm trying to get to? And, um, you know, it was a very different time in terms of, you know, access to, uh, you know, the internet. You know, you didn't really have a, a phone in your pocket all the time that could access the internet and things like that. So we're on a trip, probably like San Diego, and uh, there's a computer in the hotel lobby in this little like cubicle area and i think it was like a way for you to kind of like you know do some research on like you know what's what's local and things like that and print out you know things um and i was just like i went on there and went to game facts to figure out what i had to do next so that's like one of the strangely vivid memories i have and i can like in my mind picture like the little cubicle area that i was in and what it looked like and like how the walls were set up and things like that so so there's my uh, my my use of walkthroughs and 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 my my a memory of walkthrough for you. So thank you again, Jillian, for the question. I appreciate it. We are back to the Nintendo Direct. So <laughs> so, so another surprise for me this week was a uh, our this Nintendo Direct for me was a uh, Ghost Trick is back. Um, not a new Ghost Trick, I will say. Um, but uh, if you don't know what Ghost Trick is, this is a puzzle game um, from the Phoenix Wright, uh, uh, developers, the Ace Attorney series. That's like that courtroom drama kind of point and click adventure game. But this is a different game where it's more of a, um, active, uh, adventure or a puzzle game where you basically like get a scene put in front of you and you have to kind of figure out, um, you know, what? Wh- how a character was murdered in a scene and prevent their death, if I recall correctly. That's, that's my memory of it. I played this whole game on Nintendo DS. It was great. I really liked it. I recorded an audio review at one point. No idea where that audio is anymore. Um, I've looked for it before and could not find it. Um, so so rest in peace. I'm usually pretty good about cataloging everything I made, but uh, that was one of the things that I, I seem to have lost. It could just be in the wrong place or name the wrong thing or something like that. I think I, I recently found, like, grand theft auto four impressions of me that i did uh verbally and i don't think i ever published them um but yeah like sometimes i just find stuff buried in there and i'm like oh here's that thing uh sonic colors i think i also had an audio review for and i I don't remember if i have that one around still either i'll have to to double check on that anyways but ghost trick a very cool game um so this is a switch version of it. I didn't see if it's coming out on other platforms at all. Um there's a good chance it is on other platforms. Uh, but the uh but the game is definitely in HD and and why that's kind of relevant is you know the ghost trick on the Nintendo DS, you know the resolution of that system was very, very tiny. Um, so, uh, it, it definitely, despite like it being a great looking game on the DS at the time, uh, the visuals were definitely not as crisp, um, as, as they were in this version. And, and so it makes me wonder if this is based off the iOS version of the game, which I believe de- did have HD cleaned up visuals. And I looked it up afterwards. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the screenshots I saw of the iOS version of ghost Streak were a little blurry just because, Kind of a different time on the internet and how screenshots were uploaded. But um, you know, it, it it definitely looks like it could very well be built on top of that iOS port. Now, I don't know enough about that iOS port to say if that's a meaningful, you know thing that that it's that it's built on top of that. Um, but you know, the assets definitely look high quality. and and that game was made around a time where I think, you know, it was within a window where I think those assets would have been native and that they would have like ported them over and and actually had the original assets kind of thing. So, um, but you know, I could be wrong. That's just my impression of it, but, um, that's very cool to see it come back though. I didn't see what the price was, but I believe it's digital only. Um, but I do like that game a lot. So again, just like, I, I probably won't go back and play ghost trick, but I think it's like a great game. If you, if you've never, um, considered playing it. Like like I I was like, you know, like we were talking about earlier with like the Style Savvy series with Phoenix Riot, I played one of them. I was like, this is very cool. And I look at the rest of them like these all look very cool. But they also look like they're cool in the same way. Um, where Ghost Trick was just wholly unique at that time for from that publisher or that developer. So so I would love to see more stuff like that from the Ace Attorney team. Um, I'm trying to wonder if they did anything else that was like not Ace Attorney-ish since then um i can't remember off the top of my head i would assume they probably have done at least one thing but i could be wrong probably the biggest surprise of this show was level 5 coming out and just like showing up all over the place i mean like all over the place now now it, it, I, i've had some people say like oh i thought like level 5 was dead and things like that if you have been listening to the show you know well enough level Five's not been dead they have been very focused on japan and they have um you know they 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 still have yokai watch mobile games that are going along um they have the uh what was that game called there's like a mech um live service action game kind of thing they have like an action rpg kind of game uh it's like musashi something x i don't remember cross or something like that but like anyway so they have it go to their wiki page it'll be somewhere um Ten musashi maybe i don't remember but anyways um, so they've been working they did that mech game. And it was interesting about that mech game was that they actually like translated a trailer in English, which seems like they were trying to pitch it to somebody, um, but it never got picked up. But anyways, um, so yeah, they had uh three games, I think, right here. Yeah, three games on this this showing. Fantasy Life, I, which you know, Fantasy Life was an old Nintendo DS franchise. I try to remember if there's another there's a, there's at least one. I feel like there might have been like a second game as well. Um, but yeah, that's a franchise I have never tried out myself, but I saw a lot of like weird enthusiasm for fantasy life coming back. So I was like, that's cool. Um professor layton was shown professor layton trailer though looked very early there was basically nothing in it beyond it like showing a, a cg render of professor layton that says this is not rendered an engine at the bottom of the screen so very you know despite this nintendo direct being you know first half of 2023 taking a strong guess professor layton not a not a first half of 2023 game and then the big game was deca police and this is a really interesting looking detective game um that it basically is like a detective jrpg kind of thing um very flashy very cool looking um if i actually played jrpgs in my life at a reasonable pace i would definitely be checking this one out Um, but unfortunately i probably never will but very very flashy looking game with very very high production values i mean level five i think historically has been pretty dang good with with their graphics, um, you know, I, I, I would, I would also point to, like, you know, how Yokai Watch was on the 3DS versus, like, Pokemon and things like that, so, um, very, very good-looking video games, so, anyway, so, um, yeah, it was just kind of crazy to see them coming, now, one interesting thing about all three of these video games, no publisher listed on them, so that either means they do not have a publisher right now, which I'm going to say, I did not do the research after the, like the actual trailer. So that you might be able to go find product pages for this to actually say either means they don't have a publisher right now, or it means they are going to self publish, which I think they have done in the past, but it's been a long time. The U S has not been the focus of, 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 of level five, basically since Nintendo told them, Hey, sorry, no more, no more yokai watch games in the U S. Um, I try to remember. Did Yo Kai Watch Four ever get like announced for localization? I feel like it was, and then it just kind of disappeared from the face of the earth. But, anyways. But anyways. Um. Yeah. So, just like really cool to see them coming back, like really full force. So, be curious to see if they're gonna go the full self-publishing route. Uh. uh yeah. Self. Full self-publishing route. Route. Um. And I imagine they still have like a ton of Yo-Kai Watch money at this point. Like I could be wrong. I haven't looked at their financials, but you know, Yo-Kai Watch 2 made a ton of money. So as long as they didn't burn all that money, you know, they're probably sitting pretty for, for a while at least. So very cool. Um, kind of unrelated to this, but you know, another another level five story that we've been following on the side um, is uh, the Inazuma 11, which is their soccer, I think soccer RPG. I actually never played one. So um, Inazuma 11 though, is uh, there's a Switch game that's coming out. And, um, they, uh, they said there's going to be some news, uh, this month about that. So looking forward to see if they're actually going to show some gameplay. because I think the last time we saw this game, um, was, uh, when, like they showed off like two of the main characters, I think is what it was, if I recall correctly. So anyways, I don't know if I'll ever play that game. Sports games. I haven't, I have a I need to play sports games. This has been not something that I've done historically, but I think at this point in my life, I believe I need to play some sports games. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see when that actually happens. I think it's a, a big blind spot of mine, and I think I'd better appreciate some of these more, um, you know, off-kilter games, like an Ice Shield 21 and things like that, if I better understood, you know, what a standard sports game looked like in the first place, what the rule sets are of these games, like football and things like that, too. I don't know what the rule set of fo- football is. Like, I got a general idea... Doesn't mean I know what football is like, though. So um, there's there, there's there's room for me to improve and learn in that regard. And, and it's been something I've been kind of overlooking for a very long time. And I need to get around and, 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 and re- remedying that. Um, and one of the ways that I might re- try to remedy that is Power Pro Baseball. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll play this, actually. But yeah. So, I mean, if you don't know, there's been this long running Konami baseball series. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's, it's been going forever. I think there's like 64 games that I can think of at the very least, but I'm gonna guess it's like a 16 bit franchise at least, maybe 8 bit as well. I don't know for sure, but this is a long running baseball series from Konami. They make them, it feels like all the time, but uh, they never get localized. Um, But they are localizing this one, but it's a fascinating one to bring over because it is a digital only title. That is $1. So, um, you know, they, they, I was reading the story about this. And, and if you read the Japanese news story, you get these like really fascinating quotes, I feel like, out of the Japanese news story sometimes. I was reading, or like even Japanese articles in general. I was like reading a, a review of Horizon Zero Dawn. And it was like, a great game for bow level bow lovers. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they were like, they were like this game's $1. So as many people as c- as possible can enjoy it. Um, which you know it's just weird that this is the one they chose to bring over but anyways my assumption is that this is a stripped down version of Power Pro I will be honest with you I do not know if that's the case or not there's like a championship mode and online mode and stuff like that I believe Um, but I believe these games have in the past had story modes and I don't know if that's a part of this thing so but it seems like the functional game aspect of the Power Pro series is here so um, yeah, for like a dollar though, I really feel like you can't, you can't really argue with that if you're interested in it you know, give it a shot, see if you like it or not. And if you didn't like, well, like, yeah, it's a dollar. So I don't know if there's like a live, um, service element to this, if there's like, you know, get, like additional cosmetics are selling or anything like that. I mean, $1 seems ridiculous, but I could not find any details about it at the very least. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like built off one of the mobile games either. And they just, it's like a unique version of it, but you know, it's not necessarily, Um, you know, something that is, uh, 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 wholly, wholly developed for the switch. And I believe PS4, I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyways, interesting looking thing there. Um, is there anything else here that I want to look at? Uh, we'll, we'll save all the Japanese direct stuff here for the very end. So let me kind of reshuffle around these news stories here a little bit, but, um, Metroid Prime remake, uh, was, was, was shown off and released. That thing is out. Um, but the, really, the only thing I have to say about the Metroid Prime remake is like, what a fascinating end to the Metroid Prime Trilogy HD remake saga of just like, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're going to port Metroid Prime Trilogy, you know, to the Switch and things like that. And, you know, here at the end of the day, we end up with a Metroid Prime 1 remake (laughs) of all things. So, so yeah, um, seems like they did a good amount of work to it. Visually, I will say I could not really, I couldn't really tell that much of like what the visual differences were there definitely are visual differences don't get me wrong put them side by side it's very obvious even more so than other games but when I was like sitting there looking at it initially I was like this looks better but like I I, I feel like it doesn't like it doesn't feel like a transformation of that game visually it just feels like a like a polishing up very similar to how like botan kaitos feels I feel like so um you know I, I would not say it's like visually distinct from what they showed in the trailer to me but still nice looking game I'm sure it's a great way to play that game as well I haven't like read any reviews but I've seen a lot of very positive comments about it um beyond some you know some technical hiccups here and there but that's like always the case with these kind of like forward ports and remasters and things like that uh, like something goes wrong like oh the doors are bad in Metroid Prime remake or something like that right it's like okay yeah I mean like yeah Look, I'll mention all the time that the fire looks better at Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64 versus every other version of that game. But, you know, it's not—it's like a cool little piece of weird trivia, but it's not really like that important, right, at the end of the day. So, And the last thing from the uh, U.S. Direct that I thought was worth really talking about was uh, the Game Boy Advance support or Game Boy and Game Boy Advance support for the, uh, the system. Um, not really that much for the actual support that's happening. So this is part of the Nintendo Switch Online stuff. The Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, I think, are part of Nintendo Switch Online. Then the GBA stuff requires the Plus Expansion Pack. But there's some cool um, things in here in specific that, that really are worth mentioning. I think one is that, uh, Kirby Tilt and Tumble was on the list of future c- upcoming Game Boy Color games. If you did not listen to my Kirby Tilt and Tumble podcast more recently, uh, I don't know why I said that in a very aggressive way. Um, you know, that, that's a tough game to play on modern hardware. So putting it out on a platform like the Switch, where you can use the Switch controllers, I assume as gyro to play, um, that seems like a great way to handle that video game um, because even playing on a Game Boy Color I had trouble um, you know playing it uh, in a way that felt very satisfying at times so um, very cool to see that getting a, 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 a modern port on a system and and that it's going to get probably the love it deserves um, on that system as well or like a, a treatment it deserves to be playable in in, in a way hopefully it, like is, is a good experience on the switch but I would imagine so if they're they're doing that um, Mario Kart Super Circuit's, uh, on that GBA, uh, for the Plus Expansion Pass thing. Um, so Mario Kart Super Circuit is a great Game Boy Advance Mario Kart game. Definitely styled in, like, the Super Nintendo Mario Kart style. Um, but some interesting tracks in that game, I feel like. And also, the Red Shells are very cool. Um, this is a game that, at the time, um, you know, would use the link cable support. But it was kind of hard to get, um... You know, people with link cables and, uh, and uh, I believe, four game packs for the entire experience. However, I believe this is one of those cases where you could transfer some game data to, like, the GBA's RAM and that it would function through there. I can't remember off the top of my head if that's 100% true, but I have a vague memory of different colored Yoshis. Um, that were like locked into that mode or whatever. I seem to recall doing this at one point. So, um, but anyways, the, but what's really cool is that it has online play uh, for those Link stuff. I mean, all these Game Boy games with Link cables seem to have online play with them, which is very cool. But uh, yeah, this is definitely one of the bigger ones because, you know, this game, you know, I'm sure there's like fan ways to play this online, but, you know, there hasn't really been a way to play Mario Kart Super Circuit online um, before on, on, on official hardware, really. So that's very, very cool to see that. And the last thing on there was the Alone of the Tart Game Boy Color game release, which I mostly just like fascinated by the fact that it was one of the only third party games they chose to represent on there. Um, I have no idea how that deal went down and why it's in there, but I think that's great. And, you know, I've never seen this game before, but looking at the trailer, it looks very much like, you know, what people wanted that Resident Evil Gaiden, I believe, is Gaiden what it's called? Maybe the Gaiden is the game that actually came out. There's like a Resident Evil prototype that was like a remake of Resident Evil 1 on the Game Boy Color, and like, it's super impressive. And while I can't speak to this particular game, the trailer looked like it was in that style. So if it it matches that game in terms of presentation, I could definitely see it being a a, um, a very cool thing to check out. Um, Again, I probably, like, I don't know how expensive it is. I'd probably just play it on the original game boy if i if i run across it someday but looks very cool i like that kind of like resident evil style you know using only 2d graphics very very team innocent kind of feel to it in some some ways. so so yeah um and then also hey if you want to play some yakuman uh that's on the japan nintendo switch online service um, so all you gotta do is switch your account over and, and you can play some Yakuma, which is like a Mahjong game or something. So yeah, that's a good segue over to some Japanese games though, that were during the Japanese Nintendo Direct. Um, probably the biggest one here. Um, well, biggest one in terms of probably financial success is, uh, there's a Momotaro Densetsu game. I believe it's called Momotaro Densetsu World. If you don't know, this is a, like a, I would say... The best way to probably compare it in the U.S. would be like a Monopoly game. I have not played this game, so don't take that literally. But it's a board game kind of game that seems based around like railroads and things like that. And as far as I understand, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly popular. Big, 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 big seller in Japan. This is a world version of that game. So it sounds like you're traveling the world uh, instead of uh, of just going around Japan on rails. Uh, I saw there's like planes in the trailer as well so i'm curious like how much planes come into play or if it's still based around trains but uh yeah you go to different countries and stuff i believe i saw africa in there and you know the u.s had a bunch of cowboys just like on the on the map swinging like lassos and things like that so yeah yeah america (laughs) cowboy hamburger and lasso um so so that was pretty cool to see um and and I, i hope one of those get localized someday because it is so huge in japan it'd be nice to get like an actual English release that would be, you know, accessible to play, would I actually play is another thing, but I'd love to have the, the option to, at the very least, so, so, yeah, um, Square Enix, I believe, announced a game called Paranorma Site, um, uh, this is a neat-looking adventure game, has very cool-looking, um, cinematic scenes, despite it being all 2D graphics, feels very, like, Buddy Mission Bond in a lot of ways, um, and it comes out actually pretty soon. It's like March 9th or something like that. Um, but this is something that uh, is actually coming to the West. Uh, they did post up a trailer later afterwards. It just wasn't in the U S Nintendo direct. Very cool though. Uh, it is like a horror game, I will say. So if you, it is something that if you, if you're not into spooky, don't check it out. But, um, very, very neat to see at the very least. I don't know if I'll play it, but still, I like the look of it a lot. And the last big thing there. And maybe the most exciting looking thing from the Japanese direct for me, at least, although I'll get into details here of how I feel about it in a second. It's uh, Natsumon, which is basically uh, the next game from the Millennium Kitchen uh, group, which if you don't know, they are the developers of the My Summer Vacation series that Sony did on the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 and PSP. Um, And then also Attack of the Friday Monsters on 3DS and more recently the Shin Chan uh, Summer Vacation game as well. They make these games that are all about summer vacations, usually catching bugs and things like that. Summer Vacations in Japan. Always like nostalgic kind of focused games, things like that. I think the big thing is kind of like different centuries and things like that, or not centuries, uh, decades. So I think like Attack of the Friday Monsters might have been like the seventies. I don't really know about the uh, My Summer Vacation uh, games for uh, PlayStation. What what time period that was? Uh, but this is, um, I think they said twentieth century for this one, or twentieth, whatever. I don't know. Like I think it's like late late eighties, early nineties, or something like that um but yeah it is not a part of either of those franchises though it has a pretty unique look i don't think it is a part of another like i don't think it's like a a licensed thing i could be wrong but it's uh coming out from spike chunsoft so um it looks really cute and really fun it seems like it's very focused around a japanese festival that's happening in the town um and so there's like little festival games you can play it looks like you help with like setting up and things like that there's like a fireworks show and things like that too so No announcements of localization of this yet. I will say that it did take a long time for Shin-Chan to get localized, so there's a chance this will make it over. Don't know how Shin-Chan did, I will say, in English. I did not buy it, unfortunately. I was waiting for a physical copy, but I feel like there hasn't actually been an announcement of physical copy, if I recall correctly. Like, there's a Japanese physical copy that came out, but... I don't think there's been a U.S. one, so uh, I need to look into that again at some point. I really wanted to play that game. That was definitely high on my list, but it came out around the time Xenoblade Chronicles came out, so I ended up pushing it off. And not having a physical was a good excuse to continue to do so. But now, as we get further out, and you know, almost getting you know to a year, probably sometime soon, you know, maybe it makes sense to just go ahead and play it. So, anyways, but that being said. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of fascinating. Usually most developers, I'm like, I want them to diversify and try different things. You know, talking about style savvy earlier, talking about the, the, the Ace Attorney developers. I always forget their name, but, um, you know, it's something I kind of appreciate, appreciate about Millennium Kitchen. Like, they're so dedicated to making this very specific thing. Like, I feel like the difference between something like a Platinum Games is like, Platinum Games doesn't make a very specific thing all the time. They are using a template it feels like um i don't like this is this is very me opinion don't take this as like you know hard truth about platinum games or like that but i feel like i feel like a lot of times i look at platinum game like oh this combat again but like in a different world like there's like i guess because they're changing the environment and changing the settings of all their games that like i'm always kind of like i wish they would be doing something different with this combat sometimes um but uh in the case of the millennium kitchen um, company, You know, it seems like, I don't know, it feels like it definitely comes out of like a particular love for that particular thing, which I mean, I'm sure Platinum Games love that particular type of combat. That's why they keep doing it, right? And it's also what they're known for. But um, I don't know, there's something like I I, kind of find just like really respectful or like really, um, uh, um, uh, I don't know what what I'm looking for, but I appreciate them doing it. I don't know why, despite me always wanting developers to try to do different things, I kind of appreciate them just making this game over and over and over again. So in different ways, different decades and things like that. um, But, you know, maybe, maybe a similar way that I have an appreciation for like Fox Eye, you know, making underwater games in like different genres and things like that. Maybe, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think my thoughts on that are incredibly undercooked. And so I'm probably contradicting myself a ton here. So don't, don't think too much of it, but for some reason, I kind of respect what Millennium Kitchen does. So anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in for this Nintendo Direct week. Like I said, at the start of the show, um, next week I will probably need to record early. So we might get kind of a different episode. Might just be a lot of Dragon Quest Champion stock, honestly. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'll let you know. Um, well, you'll find out when I put the episode up. So, so yeah. Um, otherwise I'm going to go ahead and go and, uh, and then, uh, hopefully, you know, make it, uh, to a time that makes it so I can fix my sleeping schedule <laughs> reasonably. Um, anyways, onecontrolpart.com is the website. Um, panel's coming up here pretty dang shortly. Um, not, it's, I think by the time you're hearing this, is going to be the weekend coming up. So, you should hear about that fairly soon. He'll get posted up on the One Chillport Plus channel, assuming everything works out and everything is good. So look forward to that when that happens. Otherwise, I'll leave you guys for now. Thanks for coming and hope you guys have a great week. Bye.